All right, welcome to the Crown Council's Mentor of the Month podcast. I am Stuart Anderson. This is just a short introduction before we get on with this episode of the Mentor of the Month. I wanted to introduce this series. It's a new series of podcasts that we're going to be doing over the next 12 episodes that is specifically created for young doctors and student doctors looking for some mentorship and leadership when it comes to choosing what comes next in their dental journey. We've gone out and found some of the very best doctors in the Crown Council to interview, to give advice about what kind of practices are available to you and what advice they would give when it comes to joining those types of practices. So for example, we've gone out and interviewed some doctors about joining as an associate, uh, joining a, a family practice, uh, joining as a partner, building your own practice, buying a practice from a retiring dentist. All of those scenarios are kind of wrapped up in the next 12 episodes that help you find mentors, listen to mentors, and learn from the advice and experiences of others. So we hope you enjoy all the next episodes that are specifically uh going to guide you towards some decisions of what comes next in your dental career. In this first episode, Steve Anderson shares the importance of mentors, uh, what they are, how to find them, how do you know who a mentor is, how do you make a mentor a mentor for life, and especially why you never call a mentor a mentor. (laughs) So hopefully you enjoy this first episode and this entire series. We're grateful for those tuning in and thankful especially for those who spent their time providing the interviews and taking the time to do the podcast with us. So enjoy, and uh, thanks. All right, welcome to the Crown Council's Mentor of the Month podcast, our special series here. This is episode one. The series is devoted to students and young docs looking for mentorship advice, leadership advice on deciding what comes next in their in your professional life. So I am Stuart Anderson, joined by Steve Anderson. Good day. Good day. Uh, Episode one, although we've already recorded all of the podcasts, so this is kind of fun to start here with an introduction on what we've learned and uh, the idea of picking good mentors and managing that mentor relationship. Uh, It's always been a part of Crown Council's philosophy, you know, mentoring and asking other people to mentor. It goes both ways on the way that we ask. Uh, our members to engage, and then how we teach them to engage. Um, maybe Steve, why don't you start there? Like, what what is a mentor? What what is their value? I mean, what why is this such a huge part of um, of what we teach? Yeah, so let me take you back um, to my first real formal introduction to the whole concept of mentoring. So uh, early on, in fact, when I was still in college. So this is very, very relevant (laughs) to all of the dental students and young dentists that are listening. When I was in college, I went on a a tour, if you will. Uh, It was some face-to-face and the rest was on the phone. And I sought out uh, different mentors. I had a, uh, someone that I had, had met uh, whose name was Walter Haley. I'd met him in college. Walter was 39 years my senior. Uh, and he encouraged me uh, to go out and get a mentor. He goes, you, you know, I was, I think, a junior in college at the time. And he said, you know, go find somebody who's done what you want to do and, uh, and learn from them. You know, it's a lot easier to copy genius 
than it is to create mediocrity. You don't have to try and figure it all out yourself. There are people who have done what you want to do or have done things that are relevant to what you want to do. So seek them out and go learn from them. And so I took that challenge to heart and um, I went home. Uh, Walter was a, a larger than life, uh, five foot two Texas entrepreneur. And uh, I went back home and I, I wrote down the names of three people that I knew had a vested interest in my success that would introduce me to the kind of people I wanted to meet. And those three people were my dad, uh, who ran the largest ad agency in the Western United States, who was very, very well connected. My uncle, who was a very successful businessman in, in Los Angeles. Uh, he ran Howard Hughes's whole real estate empire and then went on to uh, run a huge broadcasting empire, president of the National Broadcasters Association, very, very well connected. And then uh, a brother, uh, Greg, who is the director now of the Crown Council, and I gave them the, really the characterization of the people I wanted to sit down with and talk to. I said, here's the kind of people I meet. Who do you know that fits this profile? Uh, and, and then would you, be, would you be willing to introduce me to them so I can just sit down for a few minutes and learn from their experience? And that led to, over the next few months, led to over 60, 60 different interviews with wow. different people all over the country doing different things that I thought I was interested in. So that was kind of my first, <clears throat> my first real interactive experience that came out of that initial challenge uh, of, you know, that Walter gave me of, you know, go find a mentor. A mentor is somebody who, again, has done something that you want to do uh, and is willing to share with you their secret sauce, share with you how they did it. And, and so getting connected was the first step. And my own personal experience initially was, man, it was amazing. I learned more in that, you know, in those conversations than I had learned the whole time I was in college. I mean, this was real world, hard hitting reality. Here's right. how things really work. And, and I could, I won't take the time to do this, but I could go person by person by person and share with you key things that they taught me, that they shared with me, that I have used uh, throughout my entire career. So one of those that I sat down with uh, was a very successful real estate investor, uh, had done very, very well. And he, uh, you know, I asked him this key question, and this is one that I highly recommend that everybody used with a mentor. And, and basically after we had talked for a while, I asked him if knowing what you know now, if you had to go back and start all over at my age, what would you do or what would you do differently? And guess what he said? He said exactly the same thing as Walter Haley had said. He said, I would go find somebody who's done what I want to do and figure out a way to go to work with them because you'll learn more doing that than you'll ever learn in any management training program or corporate development program or anything else because you can learn from somebody else's experience. So is that, that same message, that same mentor message came through again. And so that point, I went on the hunt to find, you know, to find that opportunity <clears throat> to work side by side with somebody who was, was doing something that I wanted to do. So that whole initial mentor experience 
was it sold me on the concept, right? In terms of how valuable other people's experiences. You don't have to try and figure it all out on your own. That there are plenty of people, if you ask, will be more than willing to share with you the answers or at least their experience to the answers that you're seeking for. So that's the, I've tried to make that uh, a consistent habit throughout my life is finding people who have a piece of the puzzle from which I can learn. Uh, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to know anything. When here's the, here's the mentor for me, one of the best mentor uh, examples that I go back to. There's a, there's a story of Henry Ford, uh, who started the Ford Motor Company. I think everybody's heard of Henry Ford, mm-hmm. built a huge empire. <laughs> and um, he got involved in a, a lawsuit for slander. So there was a, a newspaper that had done a story on Henry Ford. And basically he was, you know, he was at the peak of his, you know, empire builder and just having huge success. And and he had been accused of being 100% totally ignorant, you know, that, that he was, you know, it was a, and the intent of the story was very slanderous and to defame him and the whole deal. So it ends up in this uh, court battle and trial, you know, jury trial and the whole thing. And, and so he's on the witness stand and the attorney, the opposing attorney starts firing questions at him about, you know, dates and facts and figures and, you know, who was, who were the countries involved in the war of 1812? And, you know, just, it was like a like history quiz and just got all this trivial facts. And of course he didn't know any of it, right? He didn't, and, and the attorney was trying to make him look ignorant. Like this guy doesn't know anything. And so out of, out of just frustration at a point after he had several of these questions, he turned to the attorney, he goes, why? Why would I clutter my mind with all of that useless information when I can sit at my desk and at any moment of the day, I can push any one of hundreds of buttons on my desk and have at my disposal someone that can give me the answer to any question that I want? Awesome. Why would I crowd my mind with things that (laughs) don't have anything to do with what I am trying to do, which is provide the world with economical transportation so they can get anywhere they want to go. Case closed, right? Boom. (laughs) But but here here is the point. So now extend that on to the lesson is you don't have to know everything when you know everybody. Mm. And it doesn't take everybody. It's just if you have, if you, if you go about creating that mentor network so that you have people to reach out to and ask questions and find the answers that you need or find someone who has the answer to mm-hmm. what you're looking for. So well, that's that a, I think becomes the objective. It's a, it's a good transition because as we've talked to many different doctors and many different dentists, um, we have seen that they actually have multiple different types of mentors. And that, that might be a good question for you is, is what is it? What are the different types here? I mean, you went and interviewed 60, um, but maybe teach this group or, or share what type of mentors there are and, and what is maybe the types of mentors that these young doctors should be looking for. 
Yeah, I think there's there's a number of them. First are people whose example or whose life experience you can learn from. These may be people that have since passed on um, that you can read about their life or read about their work. Let me give you one in dentistry that I think every dentist uh, should use as a mentor. So um, Dr. Weston Price uh, was a dentist in the 1930s uh, and he traveled the world and did exams on people all over the world, documented all of his work with photographs and, and clinical data. And his discoveries now, you know, 90 plus years ago are remarkable and, and as applicable today, uh, even more so than they were a hundred years ago. He was the one, he identified uh, what was causing what we now have is epidemic sleep apnea. He figured it out a hundred years nice. ago <laughs> by doing, so that's an example of somebody from the past, they passed on, but they're a mentor. You can learn from their experience by, uh, you know, getting all of the things that they wrote or were written about them. Uh, you know, that's a type of a mentor. Second type is, um, someone that maybe you know of, maybe they don't know you, but someone you know of that, that whose example you can learn from. You don't have to know them personally for them to be a mentor, but you can look at their example and what they do. In our information technology, you know, dominated world, there's so many places you can go to learn from other people. So it's having that continual improvement mindset and always looking for good examples, learning from their example and the things that they teach uh, that you have access to. You don't have to know them personally for them, for them to be a mentor. Next is you know, professional mentors. So if you've got a specific area of your business or your life where you, know, where you need help, you need input, you can hire people. I mean, just mm. a coach, is a, is a professional mentor that, you know, that's somebody you're going to, you can hire, you can pay them for their expertise, but always be looking for great professional mentors that have a piece of the puzzle. But, um, you know, one of my most valued is an example of that, uh, that they're not as easy to find, but uh, early on in my career, I met uh, a guy who was a certified fraud investigator. Uh, so this guy specializes in uncovering theft and embezzlement. And he taught me a lot early on in my career about how to set up a business to, and, and make sure everything is secure uh, so that you reduce your risk of ever being stolen from or you know, by employees or other people. So an invaluable, and, and, I, and I've been back and forth with him over the years, but he's a professional mentor. I've engaged him several times to help with specific issues. But that's an example of, you know, assembling a mentor team of professionals with different expertise who can, who can be part of your business and life team. And yeah, you pay them. That's okay. Uh, another mentor is, uh, you know, they may be acquaintances of people that you know, that you might interact with, that you look up to. Uh, they may not know that, that they serve as an example for you, but just by observation. Uh, being careful as you look at people and how they interact and what they do. So that is a, you know, that's someone they, they may not even know you're looking at them, but you be observant all the time. And then finally is a more, you know, the more formal mentor relationship. So 
these would be people that you know, that you interact with, that you have their permission to call on them from time to time for their help, their advice, their assistance. Now, that being said, I would say the one word that you should never use with anybody mm -hmm. is the word we're talking about, <laughs> which is the word mentor. Uh, there, I don't think there's anything more spooky than for somebody to say, will you be my mentor? And it's like, well, what does that mean? What does it entail? What kind of a commitment am I making? So that, that's just off the table. Just don't use, don't use that it. word. Okay. Uh, but the easiest thing is, you know, if, if there is somebody that has some expertise in an area that, that you would like some help with, then yeah, get introduced to them on the right basis, hopefully from somebody they already know. And, you know, just say, could, you know, could you answer a couple of questions? I've got some questions about this specific area or this specific thing about what you do. <clears throat> um, I've got some, some curiosity. I'm really searching for some answers and then get their input and then simply ask, you know, what I'd like to do is uh, stay in touch from time to time. I'll give you some feedback on what I decide to do. And would you be okay if, if I have any questions in the future, would you be okay if I checked in? And then what's the best way, you know, what's the best way to interact email or text or phone or, you know, whatever it is, but basically it's just getting permission to check in and stay in touch. That's nice. the, you know, that's the, the name of the game. Um, the ones that I have had, um, Stuart, that have done this the most effectively is that periodically, you know, not very often, but periodically, I'll get an email, I'll get a text that just says, hey, you know, here's what I'm doing. And thanks for what you shared with me. And, and then I'll get a question every once in a while. So it's not overwhelming, <clears throat> but they've developed a system for, for staying in touch. So nice. that's a lot of different types of, of mentors, but it's this, you know, for the people who do it, a lot of times they don't necessarily have a system. They just kind of do this naturally. And I think the the challenge that we're issuing here today is, yeah, make this a conscious effort right. <clears throat> to develop your whole mentor network and be looking for those who whose genius you can copy. Well, it's all, I mean, it's almost ridiculous to think that you as a student or as a young doctor are creating this idea of, well, what do I do next? There have literally been thousands who have gone before you, who have had experiences, who've been through the same thing. Why would you practice alone? Why would you do it alone? When all, all it takes is just establishing a bit of an, a, a mentor network. Um, one of the things I learned from Clark Bassam, who we, who we interviewed, is Clark even took it beyond teach me um, professional skills. He even looked for people to teach him how to live like yeah. he he found mentors who, who he said, I want to pattern my life behavior after this person. Teach me how you are such a good dad. Teach me how you live in a house like this in this neighborhood. I mean, he went beyond um, finding mentors who are just professional help, but he said, I want to be like that man. Teach me how, what you do to be this, to become this person. And uh, I, I love that idea. It kind of like takes that mentor idea to the next level of, man, teach me professionally, but also what are you doing personally to, to be who you are? Um, so hopefully as we introduce the, the mentors to you, I, that's just like an extension, uh, uh, 
an invitation to these young doctors to go and do this for themselves. Yeah, it, it extends into every area of life, not just the personal, it, it, everything. Yeah. There is and somebody it, who's done it. Someone <laughs> who's done it, and especially in this group that you want to pattern after. Uh, so this will be a great exercise in, uh, if, you, if you're listening and follow each episode, a great exercise in learning from those who've gone before you. Um, Steve, anything else on how to manage that relationship ongoing with a mentor? Yes. Yeah. All right. There's, <clears throat> there is one key principle. In fact, we're going to pause for just a moment because I want to get this example. Hold on. Okay. All right. So there is one key thing. I could share a lot of things, but there is one key thing to managing <clears throat> a mentor relationship that will propel it, um, to be a, just a long-term mutually beneficial um, relationship. So um, I'll give you two examples. We have a program that we've done for years called Eagle U, stands for Eagle University. Um, it, it's a play on words, Eagle U, the letter U, but it's like you are an eagle, you know, not a turkey. And uh, so one of the experiences that we create for the high school and college students that come through that youth leadership program that is based on a lot of these same principles is we have a mentor day. And during that mentor day, we bring in professionals from all different professions and the students get the opportunity to ask them any question that they want. So we prep the students for this all week, their questions, what's appropriate to ask, you know, how do you, how do you really have a meaningful conversation? So it's all training them to develop a mentor network. And what we didn't anticipate when we first started that whole program is, yeah, the students got a lot out of it. I mean, basically it taught them by experience that, wow, there are so many people that are available to me that will share with me their genius. If I just, if I just ask, so we knew that what we didn't anticipate was the value that it was to the mentors. You know, we asked them to come and donate their time and just make themselves available, open up, answer some questions. The impact was almost greater on the mentors uh, because it's not very often that somebody asks you pointed questions to which you have to articulate a well thought out answer. Right. And so typically the mentors come back and go, man, I, I haven't ever, you know, either I haven't either thought about that or I've never had to answer that and really think it through in a way that, um, that I could really explain it. And what they say is, man, that clarified so many things for me and they get totally jazzed about it. So there is value on the other side. Now, here's, here is the key principle to this long-term and it is one thing. And that is the principle of gratitude. So, and, and that is <clears throat> being grateful and expressing appreciation for their time, for the things they, you learn from them and the ultimate end result of that. So I'm gonna give you an example of this from one of our young dentists who has been part of this podcast, who you will hear. Uh, her name is Dr. Alana Palacini. And we have an episode with her. Uh, she is a young dentist in the Crown Council. Uh, I met Alana uh, when she came through our Eagle U program, when she was a student. This is when she was a college student. 
And what I received from her, uh, this was now years later, was an email that I have hanging in my office because this had such a big impact on me, <clears throat> but it is, the, it is the power of gratitude and staying in touch. So if you'll give me permission to read this, because I think it's, it, it really, this is what I consider a model expression of appreciation. She says, Dear Steve, as I walked across the stage this Saturday to accept my doctor of dental medicine degree from the University of Louisville, I couldn't help but reflect back on the conversation we had five years ago at the Crown Council annual event. Okay, so she's going, this is a conversation we, I had almost forgotten about this, but it was five years in the past. She said, I still remember it clear as day. I mean, this is like, she ought to be writing books. My family and I were eating brunch on the last day of the annual event when you approached our table and asked me about my status on dental school applications because I knew she was applying to dental school. I replied with, quote, no, they're not accepting any more applications this cycle, end quote, to which you replied, are you going to take no for an answer? If you really want this, go and show the school how much you want it. That's what I told her. I'd forgotten. I even told her. I kind of got in her face because I had that kind of relationship with her as a student at EU. She said, the next week I found myself flying to Louisville to visit <laughs> the school. Nice. This Now, here's the key point. And as, as an example, because this is a great example of, of gratitude, she says, this advice changed the trajectory of my life. I want to take a moment to let you know how much I appreciate your mentorship, guidance, and advice. From a personal standpoint, Eagle U opened up many doors for me, and I know without a doubt you have also helped many other people. Your impact is felt in the dental community and beyond. I look forward to the coming journey with the Crown Council and as a dentist, and I can't wait to see you in the next year. So that to me is like a model expression of gratitude. I had forgotten about the, you know, really the interaction, but then to get this five years later to say, man, wow. this was the impact this was the moment. of one converse, one mentor conversation that we had, and it changed the traje trajectory of my life. So the bottom line here is whomever you interact with, whether it's, you know, formally or informally, gratitude's the key. If you want to keep the relationship ongoing, uh, and we'll you'll hear our interview with Alana, uh, but believe me, <laughs> she could call me anytime. <laughs> she can email anytime with this kind of appreciation. Uh, I would do anything uh, for her just because she's grateful. It's amazing what happens with a little expression of gratitude. So, you know, that principle, as you go on the journey, uh, gratitude is a huge, huge key. And, and you can implement that principle to stay in touch and let people know the impact. Sometimes just small little things that you learned that they may not even know that you learned from them, but you should go back and say, yeah, I applied this and it worked for me. And thanks for sharing. Gratitude's the key. Gratitude's the key. And I mean, uh, our gratitude for all those who are the mentors on this, as you, as you listen to the next episodes, as you, we kind of dive into our, our mentorship podcast series, we hope you enjoy it and all of our gratitude for those who took the time to be with us and share 
their life's journey, even though most of them are pretty young. We don't interview a ton of old docs here. So grateful for what they, what they've learned so far and what they've shared. So hopefully everyone enjoys it. We're excited to have you on the journey and uh, enjoy all the following episodes. There's some, uh, there's some real pearls in each and every one of them from which, uh, from which you can learn. So enjoy the journey. Thanks for joining us for this Mentor of the Month podcast sponsored by Crown Council. This is just one tool available to the Crown Council membership that helps dental teams build a culture of success. That's our mission and purpose is to provide a place for dental teams to come together and learn the skills needed to develop your most valuable asset, the people, those people who work in your practice. As always, if you're interested in being part of this group or want more information about the tools available to the membership, go to www.crowncouncil.com or call us 1-800-276-9658. Thanks.